Misfits Philosophy Talk. Does your expertise on sexual tension come from professional training or first-hand experience? I do have three wives. And they each have two husbands besides myself. Sounds very complicated. What the world needs now is more sweet loves. You don't have only one friend at a time, so why have only one lover at a time? What do you say, uh, are we all going to get married? All of us. All of us. But that's bigamy. Yes, and that's bigamy too. Is it immoral to love more than one romantic partner at a time? Are romantic relationships the only love relationships we even think of as exclusive? I know what we have to do. We've all got to have sex together. Is there any good reason to encourage monogamy over polyamory? Our guest is Carrie Jenkins, author of What Love Is and What It Could Be. Polyamory, coming up on Philosophy Talk. Is it even possible to be in love with more than one person at a time? Isn't monogamy just an outmoded cultural artifact? Well, aren't polyamorous just afraid of commitment? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Ken Taylor. And I'm Ray Briggs, sitting in for John Perry. We're here at the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus where Ray teaches philosophy and I pretend to. Today we're, t we're talking about polyamory. Now, polyamorous people have multiple romantic relationships at the same time. Personally, Ray, I find it hard enough to manage one romantic relationship. Well, look, Ken, polyamory may not be for you, it may not be for everybody, but some people seem to find it a deeply satisfying way of being. I'm afraid, I have to admit, I don't really see the attraction. Well, isn't it obvious? Loving more people is better than loving fewer people. Being loved by more people is better than being loved by fewer people. Variety is better than monotony. Look, 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 look. I grant you that having more friends, especially if they're the right friends, can be better than having fewer friends. And, and there are people who want to have more rather than fewer children to love and be loved by. But... Romance, I don't know, right? That That's different. <laughs> Romance is meant to be a one-on-one -on -one kind of thing. Now, why think that? Well, look around the world. Most people are in monogamous relationships around the world. Maybe we're just hardwired for it. Maybe it's evolution. Ah, right. <laughs> So-called monogamous people cheat on their partners all the time. And it's not just people. It's animals, too. And even if they don't cheat, the only way that most people get away with calling themselves monogamous is that they have a whole series of partners, one after another. Oh, yeah, sure. We don't always live up to our commitments. I admit that. But part of our animal nature, I guess. But but look, you got to admit, it would be better if we did live up to our commitments. And, and, and don't you think there's something cool, something amazing about this grand tradition of lifelong romantic partnerships? Well, traditions can be valuable. No, you're but, getting no, it. No, but, you're getting it. But they, it can be oppressive, too. What about the tradition of women being financially dependent on their husbands or gay couples not being allowed to marry? Monogamy is rooted in oppressive traditions. Oh, come on. Come on, that's a little much. Why do you say that? The whole idea of monogamy is based on women as property. Men want a domestic servant to stay at home and take care of their children, so they control women's sexuality. Oh, God, Ray, that's so 14th century of you. You were in the 21st century now. To some extent, we're all feminists or we live the results of feminism. If men want their wives to be monogamous, they have to be monogamous too. That's how it works these oh, days. Oh, sure. Let's make all the genders equally miserable. Oh, come on. 
You you would prefer polygamy? That's even more oppressive. Speaking of oppression, what about Mormon fundamentalists who marry dozens of teenage girls? You like that? And in some cultures, men can collect as many wives as they want and then divorce them as soon as they become inconvenient. Like, you know, yesterday's uh, recycling. You like that? It's not the number of wives that's the problem. It's the assumption that wives have to obey their husbands, that husbands are supposed to have financial control over their wives. That's what's sexist about polygamy and monogamy. Polygamy is just as bad. Oh, come on. You're really saying that the number of wives is irrelevant to the oppressiveness of polygamy? Come on, right? Ah, you're so hung up on men and their wives, Ken. You're so heteronormative. Plus, Deeper. why does the nuclear family have to be the focus of everything? You call it heteronormative. I call it normal. Besides, how is this polyamorous stuff supposed to work out in practice anyway? I'm glad you asked, Ken. We sent our roving philosophical reporter, Liza Veal, to ask some people how they found their way into non-monogamy. She files this report. My name is Alex Schoenfeld. Monogamy almost killed me. It was like voluntarily lobotomizing myself. When I was younger, there was a lot of isolation that came with divorce and like looking to sort of what type of romantic partnerships do I like see myself in. I didn't really see models that I wanted to replicate. I have been practicing non-monogamy for seven years now and I'm still figuring out how to do it. In my early 40s, I started my first open relationship. I never had to pretend that she was the only person I was ever going to be attracted to. And that came as a revelation. Uh, we're still together. And over the years, we have had loving, long-term relationships with lots of different people. My most recent relationship is the first closed monogamous relationship I've ever been in. And it was this, you know, this I love this person a lot. And so I was really trying to meet them where they were and through that relationship really realized that being in a monogamous relationship actually wasn't something I could do. I don't know if it's an orientation, but it felt dishonest. Like I felt like I couldn't be my full self. I think that being able to love often and easily is one of the better things about me. And I've always wanted to have sexual adventures and know people in that way and my whole life I thought that I could either have a loving committed relationship or I could have the kinds of sexual connections with people that I wanted and I couldn't have both. I'm really not even talking about sex just like this this kind of connecting with people that can happen that feels open and maybe charged with like erotic energy or whatever but just that like that that would be okay, and that if it ever did develop, that would be okay. My name is David. I'm Lena. For the last seven years, my primary partner has been Lena. I, I think we're pretty well aligned because we both believe in a hierarchical relationship where we are each other's primary partners. The major kind of categories of structure in poly relationships can be broken down into two things. You have relationship anarchy, and then you have hierarchical poly. Um, I last dated a guy for almost two years. You know, we had conversations around what does the future look like? Like, could there be kids? How does his and his partner and mine, David, all intertwine life and look like together? And uh, we did not see eye to eye on the fundamentals of poly. 
I think one of the hardest things to deal with in open relationships is dealing with either your own or your partner's new relationship energy, right? That initial falling in love with somebody else thing can be so intense and so overwhelming that it can make somebody really annoying to hang out with. Everyone's like so afraid of feeling jealous. This work to me is like, okay, is this mine? responsibility or is this yours or is it ours together and a lot of the time for me with jealousy it's actually my own work of like yeah okay like so I'm feeling jealous okay why do I feel jealous okay I'm gonna tell them why I feel jealous you know right if only we lived in a world where monogamous people were safe from jealousy and breakups and infidelity I mean I kind of think monogamy is vanishingly rare like real monogamy we feel that like a lot of marriages could be saved or divorces can be avoided if they were just a little bit more willing to think out of the box because people believe that the grass is greener on the other side and people always think that oh I could have it better I could do better than you or that girl is way XYZ better uh, for whatever reason and if you oftentimes if you just give them a chance to go out and date and explore they'll come back. Few things make me appreciate Lena quite as much as like going on first dates. There's ways to do open relationships that are really horrible to other people and that are like, can be deceptive, can be manipulative, can be controlling. It's so hard. It's like exponentially. I mean, I think your feelings are abundant, but your time and energy is not. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Liza Veal.